Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Chad Michael Bowden, and I'm your host as always. Thank you so much for clicking on another episode of Hindsight is 2200. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support. And you guys, this is exciting because this is going to be one of the first episodes for season two of a podcast. I sure do hope that you enjoyed season one. It was amazing. We had 50 episodes and honestly, can't even believe we did 50 episodes. It kind of just seems like it flew by and it was a fun time. So I just thank you guys so much for the love and support. I hope you enjoyed every episode of season one. But if you missed it or you know someone that would like to go back and listen to it, please. Uh, hindsight is 20 slash 200. We are on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please go give it a listen and or tell someone that you know that would like to listen to go listen. All right. So anyways, we have a fun episode today. Um, we're sitting down with a awesome new guest of the podcast, Richard Bennett from Knights of the Braille. Um, hopefully that I have some of my fans out there that are into Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop RPGs, because if so, this is the episode for you today, because um, we're going to roll for our initiative and hopefully we can get this episode started. So uh, let's talk to our amazing guest today, the great and powerful Richard Bennett. Uh, you had me until you said fun and then amazing. So <laughs> I, I was looking around for the other guests, you know, but um, how are we doing, Chad? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, being down here in South Georgia, hot and sweaty, but other than that, doing really good. Yeah, I, um, I'm in Florida, so I understand the uh, the humidity and yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> not at all. Not nah. at all. <laughs> so uh how about if we just have you introduce yourself so people uh can get to know you a little bit better i think that's a good place to start i um i'm richard i have uh recently taken over responsibilities uh for knights of the braille i've been a member for going on two and a half years now um maybe three the older i get the less that i remember so um <laughs> and uh I, this was a group that was started by Jim uh, back in November of 2018, and I got into Dungeons and Dragons around 2019, 2018. Again, I say the older I get, the more that I forget, um, but really got into it and have transitioned into like other games as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I love to have fun. If there are rules in the game, chances are I'm not going to follow the majority <laughs> of them. Um, because that that is one rule that I will go over and over and keep is I want my players to have fun. If they're not having fun, then it's not a game. Mm. Uh, I have been blind for, let's see, this is 2022. This November will be 22 years. I... I lost my sight in a near fatal car wreck. Um, and uh, I, I have quite the story that would take up probably the majority of this podcast. So um, I, I enjoy running games. I uh, enjoy doing, it's not exactly an audio drama, but I've recently started doing a solo uh, run through of different campaigns. I'm starting with uh, Curse of Strahd. So you know, we'll see how that goes. I am recording it and putting it up on my YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of fun so far. I've already nearly died one time. So <laughs> looking, looking forward to the rest of them. Yeah. yeah, my um my history with Dungeons and Dragons is very recent. 
I've always known about D and I mean, I, I grew up, you know, playing games. So, you know, D and D was always something that came up and I had friends that were into it. Uh, I never really got into it. I mean, like I played like, you know, RuneScape and WoW. So I think that's like the closest thing that I could say it was like D and D, but I only recently actually completed a campaign campaign about a year ago. Um, and I always thought that I would never be able to play it because, you know, the dice and, and the spreadsheets. So I was always just like, like, eh, it's probably not for me. Um, but then one of my friends that I worked with for a brief time when after I lost my job to the, the pandemic, I worked for, as a janitor as a re, at a reemployment office. And one of the employees there is a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan. And um, of course, you know, I, I've always been big into anime and cartoons. So I at least know about Critical Role and have for many, many, you know, years. You know, I, I love all the people that are involved with that. And um, so she's like, hey, would you want to join a Dungeons and Dragons thing? Like at every lunch break, you know, once or twice a week, we'll get together and we will play, a, you know, a, a, a game, you know, of, a, of the campaign. So I was like, all right, sure. I'll probably need someone to help me because I can't really see the roll of dice or the spreadsheets. So, you know, the Dungeon Master was really, really nice and helped me. But I downloaded um, uh, it's D&D Beyond. Um, and the app is great. And I didn't even know at the time, but I eventually started playing around with it more. But it worked really well with my voiceover on my iPhone. So it, it ended up being like, oh, I actually don't need anyone to help me as long as that's this app, because then I can do all the roles and management on my own. So it was really, really fun. And, um, you know, it was great to like, know, like if I wanted to do more that I could, because, you know, there was an app that was really accessible for me, given my vision to play. But then it was great to find Knights of the Braille because, you know, you guys over there actually create your own spreadsheets and everything that people with visual impairments can actually access and use on their own. So it was it was really cool. And that's kind of my history of Dungeons and Dragons. I, I would love to do another campaign sometime because I had a lot of fun, especially once I found out that I could do it on my own. I, I really had a lot of fun playing the game. Uh, and, and you can. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm going to take credit that I created all the spreadsheets, but of course it was actually Jim that did it. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, uh, he, he did a lot in the mm -hmm. beginning. And over the past um, six or seven months, uh, we've been in contact with the developers or the programming side of D&D Beyond and mm -hmm. have gotten them to be even more accessible because mm -hmm. there for a while they had, and it's like one line of code messed up everything for mm -hmm. people who, you know, were using screen readers. But um, as of right now, it's, it's really accessible. I, I keep my characters out there, mm -hmm. but I also am old school. I don't, necessarily use like an actual pen and paper for obvious mm. reasons because i'd probably be writing on something that i don't need to be writing on <laughs> yeah i uh, <laughs> i get I, you um, there <laughs> i i tend to use a word pad mm. document uh again like i said i am old school i i cannot stand spreadsheets i understand their uses don't mm. get me wrong mm. but i prefer having stuff the way that I want it laid out right. and, and and I found that with a, a lot of players um, tend to go with what they like they will mm -hmm. adapt it to more fit what they need what they reference a lot more 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's just simpler for me, especially like running games. I keep things uh, on a word pad so I can reference it quickly and you know lie to the play. I mean, um, tell the players that uh, <laughs> they uh, didn't do something or couldn't do something. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all in what somebody prefers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jim will use like um, a word pad for notes, but he uses spreadsheets for sheets and um he maps out his things with spreadsheets like um what's it called uh, microsoft excel mm-hmm. you know um me i use a word pad for notes for character sheets but i tend to map out my dungeons and things like that with legos oh cool so well that and i'm you know 38 years old and i still like to play with lego so yes know, i, I no, no judgment right? no no i i would judge you if you said you were 30 and didn't like legos <laughs> exactly because legos are awesome <laughs> i don't care what age you are they'll be awesome yeah oh, yeah no uh, yeah like if i ever have a kid I, i'll get legos for the both of us and when he's not playing with them i'll just play with them in, instead of him right you don't want them to spoil, so yeah, you know, no. um, I want them to it, waste. <laughs> it's in what everybody prefers to mm-hmm. use, and you know, I I would say start out with the spreadsheet mm-hmm. if 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 you don't like it, adapt it to how you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's all an adaptation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. don't get me to say any more bigger words because that's <laughs> that's not who I am. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it was interesting because um, I got the, you know, D&D Beyond, you know, created my character. Um, I still have the character. Um, but then I didn't really know. I'm just, okay, so what do I do with this app? Because they say that I can do all the roles. I can manage, like, my gold and silver, you know, uh, my equipment. I'm like, how the heck do I do this? And when I first started using it, it wasn't really accessible but then, like I'd say, within a couple of weeks, I noticed that it was letting me do more and more with button pushes and swiping. So then I was just like, okay, maybe I can use this. And then I started to be able to do rolls, you know, check for, you know, all my, my skills and whatnot. And then I was just like, oh, wow, well, this is pretty cool. So I guess I, I, I could play more Dungeons and Dragons on my own if I wanted to now because of this app. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was crazy to you know see because I like I like I said before I had always kind of perceived it's like oh well I can't see the roll of dice um, if there's spreadsheets I have to check for skills and whatnot I <laughs> I can't read that and then of course you know I didn't know there was like groups out there like Knights of the Braille that uh you know cater to visually impaired gamers um, and dungeons and masters and. So like I always thought it's like oh well I'll just I'm gonna be playing with a bunch of sighted people that probably don't know how to deal with someone with a visual impairment so what's the point? Oh yeah, um, but the point is and mostly during mm-hmm. the the pandemic, you know, everybody was stuck in home or in their mm-hmm. house anyways. You know, the community with with nights, which is what I'll you know reference them as because you know that's three less words that I have to say. Um, <laughs> it, it's a really, really good community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking before we started recording this that, you know, I have a great um, support group behind me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we have what, what I call CITES, 
Democrats. And, you know, that's not a derogatory term mm -hmm. coming from me. The people who have um, uh, all of their sight, we have some who have very low vision mm -hmm. and any spectrum in between. And right. they're always there, you know, to help. Like mm -hmm. if, I mean, I've never gotten any of them to describe a map to me, but they would in a heartbeat. Right. You know, um, if I needed somebody to describe like what a monster looks like, mm -hmm. because say the book did not have a good description or one that I could follow, they would, you know, describe it to me. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're all working together so that we all have fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, like I said, it is a fantastic community and, mm -hmm. and anybody out there who wants to play or just get involved with a good community you know, period, we have all kinds of games, you mm -hmm. know, please jump in and, you know, introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really been fun to get to know you guys. And I, I myself would not mind jumping into a campaign here in the in the near future. <laughs> um, but how did you um, get involved with Knights of the Braille? Um, how, how you said about 2019, if I remember correctly? Um, yeah, um, roughly around in there. Mm -hmm. So um, when, when did you discover them and, um, you know, how, how did you find out about this amazing community and team that you have now? Um, <laughs> if you can edit this out so that nobody from the Knights hears this, I'll, uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was playing in my local group and um, who were all sighted people, mm -hmm. by the way, but really, really good group um, there as well. And um we went through a spell where we could not meet and then you know covid hit yeah. that that whole thing um and i was sitting there like there's got to be online groups mm -hmm. well i found some that the websites were not accessible and i'd get frustrated and somehow i i googled it and it pulled up knights of the rail mm -hmm. so i clicked on it looked at it thought, nah that's just a group of nerds i ain't i ain't playing with them people <laughs> you know <laughs> and closed it out well we continued not to be able to meet because of you know the situation that was going mm -hmm. on so i thought you know what i don't care if they are nerds i am going to jump in there and and play and i had been reading like the dungeon master's guide and mm -hmm. i felt confident if i could run a group mm -hmm. Um, while I wanted to play, you know, I, I felt that I could run one. So I, I jumped in, you know, was talking to Jim and um, joined and, you know, created a, a group and learned Discord and like, huh, these guys aren't nerds, you know, yeah. maybe I'm the nerd here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, slowly over time, you know, have, you know, got the group that runs with me now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, slowly over time, I think I like one source book and then i will have all of the uh, actual source books from D, &D beyond for right now <laughs> so uh, yeah i think i know who the nerd is now <laughs> you know because <laughs> I, I love reading about the lore and the history mm -hmm. and stuff but but that's how i how i got in tonight mm -hmm. for real you know so yeah, we need to edit that part out about me calling them nerds. And, and <laughs> I, I, think, I think it'll balance out because then you you admit that no, I'm the nerd. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, the first thing I told my group was like, no matter what you say, I'm never wrong. You know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, over time we found that I was wrong one time, so it, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So um, what ha have you always had a love for Dungeons and Dragons? Uh 
no, I no? have not. No? Um, <laughs> I, I've always had a love for for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and th- this is this is a shamer because I have several that shame me because of it. I only recently read Lord of the Rings, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, growing up in the South, there was this stigma. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons is evil. You know, that satanic <laughs> worshiping. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and growing up, I mean, that's what I was taught, mm-hmm. you know. And then I got to be, you know, 35, 36. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thought started hitting me like, huh. And then um, I had a friend say, you know what? The perfect game for you would be Dungeons and Dragons because it's all about your imagination. Right. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. So we went and bought the starter set, which, of course, is not accessible to somebody who can't see, mm-hmm. but he was going to run it, you know. And eventually we found a friend of mine from high school that was still into it and had been out of it for a while, but, you know, still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And he started running it for us. And, you know, it's like, I don't care. They can, you know, either like me, love me, mm-hmm. hate me. I really don't care. I'm 35, 36. If they don't like me for who I am, they can, you know, kiss mm-hmm. me when the good Lord split me. And, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be who I am and make my own decision. But right. Jumped in both feet. So, I mean, I, I, I absolutely love it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is the, like the, the, one thing about the South is, you know, the they they they're good people, but they all, they have their um, their beliefs, and they uh they don't compromise for those beliefs. Uh, so yeah, definitely like growing up in the South, I always it's just nerd culture in general. I always felt was weird to be like, oh yeah, I like anime, or I really love video games, and you know, I play World of Warcraft. You always felt so weird to tell people in the South that, because they would just look at you just like, who the heck are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they they definitely eyeball you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just like, what are, what what kind of weird stuff for you? You need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and that's me. I mean, I, I went to church. I mean, I mm-hmm. go to church, and they're like, oh, what you're a Satan worshiper. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Oh, no, you know, it's all on what you It's like, just because I roll dice? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, they're like, well, that's a sin. Well, how many times you go up to the buffet? Oh, you went twice. That's a sin. That's blood. You know, I mean, it, it is what you make it, mm-hmm. you know. So anything can, can be evil if you, yeah. you know, look at it in the right mm-hmm. light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know that's what I ended up loving the most about um, Dungeons and Dragons, and and you know you said it with your friend telling you you know the best it probably would be the best game for you because it's about your imagination um, and and what you make it, and that's the kind of great thing that I love about Dungeons and Dragons is kind of like there's no real like barriers. It's kind of like All right, we're gonna play this game and basically what you get out of it is what you put into it, and it can be this amazing journey if you allow yourself to just go with the flow because because you have to you have to kind of think on your feet sometimes um with the scenarios that you're put into but it's just like no one like punishes you if you like you like don't really get into it at first because it's just like all right he just you know he he's not ready yet but because I was so awkward when I did my first campaign when I was doing my lunch breaks I was just just like 
I didn't know what to say. I didn't know if I need to act over enthusiastic or I could just act natural. Probably was trying too hard. <laughs> um, but you know, you just, you know, you just kind of let it go and you just uh, allow the, the dungeon master to, you know, create the scenarios and lay the foundation and then you, you put into it and then your experience can be as amazing as you're allowing it to become. Exactly. You know, you've got to get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, let the stereotype go, you know, have fun. That's why that is my number one rule is mm -hmm. to have fun. You know, and me personally, my voices suck, but I still enjoy doing them. You know? <laughs> At least in my own head, they sound good. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it's all about the imagination. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, your dungeon master will tell you if you can do it or not. And, right. and then the dice will tell you if you can do it or not. <laughs> yeah, the dice definitely. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had a couple of bad experiences with, with the roles. Oh, you know? God. Yeah. But, um, I mean, but they've created for like epic scenes, you know, that mm -hmm. I still remember to this day, you know, and, and it's and it's awesome when, it, when something like that happens. Yeah, I still remember when I was playing for the campaign that I did at work, we had like, there's one day that stands out, we were like having to get a, a some type of herb from a, like a magical glade, and we ended up <laughs> getting attacked by um, wolves. And everybody could not get a roll to attack. <laughs> so literally, we're just sitting there, and the wolves are killing us, and we cannot get rolls. And I'm just sitting there, like, are we all going to die on the first quest of the campaign <laughs> because the freaking dice won't let us attack? I'll never uh, forget that. <laughs> oh, that that kind of reminds me of mine. Um, I had a uh, dragonborn sorcerer, and. Uh, there was this little creek right there, you know, or you could say it was a river, but it's not quite that big. Mm -hmm. And he was in there. He was trying to be all like subtle and sneaky. Mm -hmm. Well, he was up to his head in the water and he lifted his arm out and cast Ray of Frost, which mm -hmm. I rolled a natural one on. <laughs> and it froze the entire river. A big half-orc warrior who was part of the party slipped, fell, and my character, whose name was Draco, came like, he, he got teabagged, in other words, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I added that, like, you need to put on some some underwear or something, you know, mm -hmm. uh, get, get this out of my face. <laughs> but, I mean, it's something that you will remember. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a failure, yeah, but, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's a memory. It, it's having, it goes back to having fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the time, you're just like, oh, my God. But then when you look back to it, you're just like, oh, my God, that was so hilarious. Like, we all just sucked. <laughs> and the Dungeon Master felt so bad for us because she's so so experienced. You know, she had many, many campaigns under her belt, um, you know, doing other actual being a master for other other campaigns. So she's just like, all right. <laughs> she she, she kind of took pity on us a little bit, but eventually we started getting, um, you know, actual roles so that we could attack and we eventually were able to win. But um, um, we, we set the whole thing to like, um, you, you don't die. You just become incapacitated because we were so new. Um, so yeah. that was nice of her. Um, and that's what I loved so much about um, 
the dungeon master and, and i love about dungeon masters in general like they kind of like understand like uh, this is a group of like new players um i mean i still have to be you know a, a dungeon master so i still have to basically you know do the roles and like okay that doesn't work so you're getting attacked um but like they can like all right maybe we don't have actual deaths right now because they're so new i don't want them to be you know immediately thrown off of the game and be like oh well this sucks <laughs> so it's like oh, doesn't yeah. masters do such a good job of helping players especially first timers like really understand like listen i said to be a dungeon master but i can kind of give you a little bit of leeway so that way you don't get frustrated with your campaign and you have a lot of leeway on mm -hmm. that side of the screen as right. you know a lot of us will say mm -hmm. you know um and i've done the same thing and then players would ask don't take it easy on us mm -hmm. yeah okay you know i mean once you get to a certain level <laughs> right yeah yeah because like when you're starting out at level one you're just like um you're we're squishy. getting yeah we're getting destroyed by wolves <laughs> <laughs> you're squishy yeah and heaven forbid i was i the only one that yeah, I was. I, I was the only one that survived. My companions got incapacitated. Um, so I was the only one. But what we did, which was great, is um, I have a guide dog. Um, so we found a sheet for, uh, you know, wolves um, in the game and then created it for him. So I had a companion because I was a ranger. Um, and of course, you know, rangers really aren't supposed to get companions until they're, you know, a couple levels higher, but he kind of, you know, manipulated it because she was nice enough to do that for me. Um, so um, me and my guide dog, who, of course, my wolf companion, Andros, um, thank God I had Andros because he he got roles to attack more than anyone in the game. <laughs> so funny enough, my guide dog, he, he saved the day that day. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's something you'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so fun. And um, I just hope, you know, if, if there's people out there that are looking for communities like this, then they, they can find them because I think that's the thing. Like you said, it's um we don't know how easy it can be because you know, we don't really know about these communities off the bat. And um we just have this preconception that it's just inaccessible and for the most part yeah the sets really aren't accessible for the visually impaired so for anyone that out there likes thinking oh well i i like imagination <laughs> i like adventure <laughs> uh yeah. I, I you know like i like rpgs um i love to play dungeon and dragons with my friends at school but the, the kits are inaccessible so you know either you have to have a really good group of friends that are willing to take the time to help you um, when you can't see it yourself, or they there needs to be more groups out there that people know about, like Knights of the Braille, where it's like, hey, here's a community that's going to completely 100% help you, and you're going to have a great time playing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and on our Discord server, you know, we have bots that will roll for you. We have bots mm -hmm. that will play um, music. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm all about the ambience whenever I'm mm. running, yeah. running a session. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the bots will, the, the rolling bot will create a character for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and now that D&D Beyond is more accessible, mm -hmm. you know, the books are so super accessible. And yeah. you, you can 
read through them and they'll tell you what to do if you want to mm. run one. Yeah. Um, you know, and everybody in, in the community is all about helping. You know, mm-hmm. ask a question, we'll answer. Um, you know, if you need like ideas, we can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're in, I guess the word is inclusive. Yeah. You know, we, we want to help everybody, whether you're sighted, whether you're low vision, whether you're no vision. Mm-hmm. You know, and and our aim is not only you know to help you out there, but to to get the word out to publishers as well right. to create other books and other content mm-hmm. that we need stuff that's accessible. You know, it's like a tweet that I posted the other day is you know just because we're a minority doesn't mean that you don't need to listen to what we're saying. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, you know, I I didn't say it that politically correct right there, but. You know, um, uh, but it's it's important. You know, mm-hmm. we our money spends just like anybody else's does. Mm-hmm. You know, we enjoy playing like anybody else does, and and that's one of my main goals as well. It was for Jim is we will take books that you know RPGs that we want to play and convert them to accessible documents so that yeah. we can play. Then mm-hmm. it's just getting time to play. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that that is a really important um, point to make. You know, our money is no different. It's just as green and paper as anyone else's money. Um, and, you know, you, you, you that is something that I think people don't really um, consider, at least because, you know, there's all these statistics that go out about minorities, but um, there's one statistic that is true, and that is that disabled people, people are the largest minority in the world. doesn't matter if you are, you know, visually impaired, deaf, uh, physically, you know, cognitively, sensory, it doesn't matter. Um, disabled people in general are the most, you know, stigmatized and excluded people in the world. Uh, we're the largest minority. And still, even though there's, you know, other, you know, groups that have gotten their time in the sun recently, we still continue to be forgotten. And that's why it's important that, you know, Bench at the Braille, groups like yourself come out and then basically kind of approach the companies like a D&D and Beyond and be like, hey, um, so love your app, but here's where it could be fixed. It made, it made better. Um, and great that D&D and Beyond seems to be listening because then that means that, hey, this is a company that understands the importance of making things more accessible and that way making their market and their gamer base even bigger and better. Um, Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because over the past couple of years, Jim and I converted a game called Mothership, which is Mm -hmm. a science fiction horror TTRPG. Mm-hmm. Well, I joined that community to ask questions and, and things like that. And they were so super helpful. Mm-hmm. And in speaking with the author publisher of Mothership, <clears throat> excuse me, he um, said that while they're not in the stage yet mm-hmm. to make their PDF accessible, before they go to release it, they are going to make it accessible for people uh. who you know with little to no vision Mm -hmm. and chad that right there will make me buy products absolutely all all day long Mm -hmm. you know um and we've had other publishers you know do the same we've had some tell us that we're basically we're not worth it because not a lot of sales will come through it yeah 
you know, I mean, you get all kinds. You get people who are helpful. You get, you know, jerks. Um, yeah. You know, not to use any profanity. <laughs> trying not to. Um, but it, it happens in, in all mm-hmm. walks of life. Mm-hmm. Of course. But someone yeah. who's willing to help make it accessible will get my money all day long. Uh, absolutely. Uh, people underestimate um, our commitment to a company that will be like, Okay, so right now I can't do it, but I promise you that I am going to do it. And before it hits the market, it will be accessible to um, your group. And then you're like, all right, I'll pre-order it once it's ready because we'll be your most loyal customer. That's the thing. And then I just don't understand companies that are just like, oh, well, you're not a big enough market. It's like, um, we're the biggest minority, minority in the world. How are we not a big market? And I don't understand people say, well, it's just not our priority right now. Then why not? And then when is it going to become your priority? Because it's just, I, there's no excuse, at least nowadays, with diversity and inclusion being the hot button that you can't take at least some time to introduce at least something. And if you right. don't, then honestly, I'm sorry, you don't really deserve to be a company. Yeah, and, and, and one thing that really, really gets under my skin is you see some of these publishers will have a stretch goal on Kickstarter is to make something like this successful. Mm-hmm. No, Chad, it does not need to be a stretch goal. Yeah. It needs to be the first thing yeah. after, you know, the idea, mm-hmm. you know, if you create it accessible from the beginning, then you can add everything else to what you want to, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to like overstep my bounds here. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really, really passionate. Absolutely. No, I am too. You know, and the companies that, that do it. Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And I'm actually in contact and have wrote several articles for a guy who, um, writes a quarterly magazine called Accessible Gaming Quarterly, Mm -hmm. um, where he talks about how to make things accessible, how someone who is low vision or, you know, completely blind can make things accessible. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, plugging him, of course. (laughs) Of course, please do. I think it really, really helps the community. I've learned a lot from it, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and I'm all about sharing the knowledge. Absolutely, because that's the... I think that's where people kind of are lost in translation is they're, ne- they're one, they're not exposed to it. Um, so they've never either been around people that have a disability or they've never interacted with them truly. They don't know anybody. Um, and then they're just not educated enough because I just feel that, um, you know, really we should be introducing actual courses within K through 12 schools that deal with disability and learning about people that have disabilities or chronic health conditions, because really, it really does start from a young age. And if they don't get the right education or exposure when they're young, they're just going to grow up just being like, oh, well, you're, you're not going to help us make profits. (laughs) And and I 100% agree with you. Um, There's a lot of companies that, um, you know, it's, it's stretch goal for them, which it should not be, or they'll release the game and then everybody will play it. And this doesn't have to be just D and D. This can be anything. This can be a video game. Um, this can be a product. And then you'll have people review it and say, well, this and this isn't accessible. You should have done this. And then they'll be like, okay, now we're going to patch it or now we're going to fix it. But at that point, it's kind of, it's a bandaid over a wound that can never close. 
Right. Um, because patches fall off, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> band-aids fall yeah. off, you know, and you know, it's it's a mantra that I keep in my head. Ignorance is not a reason, it's an excuse. Mm. You can fix the ignorance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You I know? love that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna trademark it and every time it gets used. <laughs> but, but you know, you can fix ignorance. I understand mm-hmm. being being there. I was there, mm-hmm. I had no idea about this stuff until I lost my sight, yeah. you know, and then I had to learn it. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that I do not want to start somebody who is five years old. Like, mm-hmm. look, you can do this. Yeah. You can, you can be whatever you want to be. I mean, mm-hmm. I doubt you can be a semi-truck driver yet. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but I mean, you, you can do whatever it is that mm-hmm. you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, but we have to have these companies, these publishers make things to where we can access them. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand the pictures, you know, you can't see them, but you can put, you know, alt text in there yeah. or put a caption in there. It takes seconds to write. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a picture of a three-legged toad. You know, mm-hmm. it takes no time to do that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Because mm-hmm. you're lazy. I understand because mm-hmm. I'm lazy myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what they have to do. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, um, you know, it, it, it's great if, okay. So if they themselves don't understand it, then they should at least hire someone that is or hire someone that has the disability so that they can come in and have their resources. Cause a lot of times, you know, that's where it really starts to really go hand in hand is, you know, there's a lot of companies that just don't have any disabled employees whatsoever. So right. not, only, not only do they not um, want to work with disabled people, they don't want to work for disabled people. And I think, you know, at least every company should have one, you know, at least one disabled employee, because yeah. at least then you have someone that can reach out and, you know, they know how important it's going to be to do this due diligence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the best way that you can find out if your stuff is accessible to the blind community, mm-hmm. hire somebody who's blind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, I, I'm a Southerner, so I'm dumb by nature, but yeah, that's smart. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And that just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it'll um start to change though, and and it already is. Um, we 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 definitely. I mean, especially with the pandemic. I mean, because everybody was at home, you know, isolated. Um, and of course, uh, disabled people. We've been at home and isolated for our, yep. honestly for our entire lives, unfortunately. Um. And, you know, people, I think, have more empathy and sympathy now for people with disabilities and chronic health conditions. And they're trying to now fix all the problems. And, of course, there probably are too many to fix nowadays because we've let it just fester far too much. But um, at least there are changes happening. And, like, you know, that's like when I found out D&D Beyond was accessible for me. Like, I could go in and I could do a role just by tapping a button or I could check all of my my skills you know oh my charisma is this you know my you know my sneak is that and no and have it read it to me and then be able to like all right i gotta pay money so i can transfer gold easy <laughs> i knew going forward like if i ever want to keep playing um and do more campaign campaigns i can and i can do it on my own and that's where i'm just like 
it's so great to have a company like D&D Beyond continue to work and make it more accessible because it's just like you're going to keep someone like me who never imagined or kind of really never wanted to do a campaign now i want to do more campaigns and hopefully i will get to do more campaigns <laughs> <laughs> well we'd love to have you in, in the night server yeah. playing in the campaign yeah I, I will warn you though you don't want to be in one of mine because <laughs> my players tend to die you know <laughs> But, you know, we would love to have you and anybody else as well. And yeah, I'm doing another shameless plug. No, please it, do. It, it's all good. Um, I think, I want to think we have over 400 members now. That's amazing. You know, um, and, and continuing to grow. So yeah. hey, anybody who wants to run the game, mm-hmm. get in contact with me. You know, anybody who's looking to play in the game, get in contact mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and, you know, it, you know, D&D is for everybody. You know, it doesn't matter um how old you are um what your sexual orientation is what your you know background is you know it doesn't matter if you're black white yellow purple an alien yeah. <laughs> uh, you know D is for everybody because they're like i said there's there's no barriers you can be whoever you want um and no one's going to judge you and that's that's what i love about D the most is no one's going to judge you for anything um it's a safe place um for you to be who you want to be in the world and everybody will just be who they want to be and you'll have a good time so that's where i think you know more and more you know groups like knights at the braille um they're going to continue to help even younger kids find that place where probably you know they don't belong anywhere else and that's going to give them friends and camaraderie and it's gonna just allow them to have fun like you said that's the most important thing is that they're gonna have fun exactly and you know we do run workshops from from time to time Mm -hmm. to introduce people to tabletop games and Mm -hmm. you know speaking about finding people you know friends i can honestly say i have met one of my best friends in nights of the brill i mean Mm -hmm. we have so much in common he gets on my nerves you know but, um, as a good I'm friend should it. exactly you know um but you can find friends out there you can find you know brothers or sisters whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them however you want to call them mm-hmm. you know that it, it it's a community yeah. you know and and we do run like a bit oh i won't say we personally run it but we help you know run a big event uh, we started one last year called Everyone Games, um, mm-hmm. which we focus on all different kinds of tabletop games, as well as uh, we have some video gamers out there um, that play those. And we have panels as well. And we have another one coming up this year, um, September 30th and October the 1st, you know, and we're looking for players, newbies, veterans, mm-hmm. and everybody in between. Although we don't like the orange dragonborns. They... They have a fucking smell to them, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, so be sure to check it out, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and it helps get the word out, mm-hmm. out there about, about this community, not necessarily Knights of the Braille, but mm-hmm. the whole visually impaired and, you know, blind community. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we want. Yeah. I would love to see more and more, um, you know, especially now that the world's starting to get a little safer. I mean, it's still not back to 100% safe because people are still getting the deadly virus. And if, if you're battling it right now, I wish you nothing but a safe and healthy recovery because uh, exactly. that's, that's a terrible thing. Um, but I hope, you know, when everyone is, you know, 
you know, able to go back and or want to do more and more physical in, in events, that would be great to see everyone games to have its own like actual convention. Cause I, I would love to see that more and more. You know, we have a lot of like tech stuff for low vision devices and um, you know, you know, like organizationals, you know, like uh, ACB and NFB doing their conventions and their conferences, but that would be so great to see become like a standard norm um, in the world is, you know, these um, disabled, you know, doesn't matter what the disability is, but just, you know, an inclusive, all-encompassing physical event, like just for games like that, like video games, tabletops, that, that would be something that I would love to see and love to attend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just make sure you take a shower before you go. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. how hot it is down mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we host it, you know, online. Um, in fact, I believe our videos are on YouTube mm -hmm. um, under Everyone Games. Mm -hmm. um, I, I haven't checked them out because I sat there for the two days last year. So <laughs> I, I know I know them all. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, hey, it's something to check out, you know, yeah. listen to the panels and, you know, spread the word to other people, mm -hmm. you know, because I found Knights of the Braille by accident, mm -hmm. you know, let's purposely advertise, yeah. you know, this and get the word out. Not to not to grow our community for selfish reasons, but yeah. to grow the community for, for knowledge, Chad. Mm -hmm. and, and I know you know what I mean, you mm -hmm. know, by that. So that's, that's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, how is the transition been going? I know that um, Jim um, had to step away because of personal things. Um, so uh, how has it been going now that you're kind of, uh, you know, overseeing a lot of things more? <laughs> well, according to my players, I've let the power go to my head. <laughs> You know, I mean, just because they got booted out of the server, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but um, no, nah, it has gone really, really as smooth as I could expect. Mm -hmm. Um, really, all I've been doing here is catching up on things that Jim had put mm -hmm. in motion, uh, because he's such a nice guy, and, yeah. and when he listens to this, I know he'll probably send me an email cussing me out because I called him nice. <laughs> But, um, you know, taking care of um, engagements that he had set up, you mm -hmm. know, like, you know, meeting you and mm -hmm. you're know, talking on this podcast. And I got like one or two others, I think. Um, um, I know my voice isn't as good as he is, <laughs> but, you know, other other than than that, it has actually gone really smooth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we haven't had anything rough take place mm -hmm. other than you know like internet dropping but we all suffer <laughs> things like that's that. that is out of your control so <laughs> you can't be blamed for that uh i talked to my players they can blame me for <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they but, just uh, like to get on your case oh they do that's why <laughs> they um they don't even roll death saves anymore if they hit zero hit points they're dead um you know but it's it is what it is. Um, mm. Like I was telling you before we started, I I hate Spotlight being put on me and mm -hmm. nothing against your podcast or any other ones that I will have to go on. But I, I dread them because I, I'm a fringe person, mm -hmm. you know, a, a backstage kind of guy. I would do mm -hmm. anything you ask me to do you know, more than what you need me to do. Mm -hmm. just, don't, just don't put me up front. <laughs> you know, I, I have the I have a uh, radio face, you know, <laughs> so um, j just don't put me up front. But, you know, unfortunately, 
I am up front with Knights of the Braille, at least for now. So mm. that's, and it's helping me get used to it, you know, to mm-hmm. get over that. Not necessarily a fear, but the dread. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's a good thing. It's helping. Yeah. But still don't mean that I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, just, just because you have to be the face doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're stealing the spotlight. Cause at the end of the day, it still comes down to your amazing team and the community that you have behind you. You're just, you're just, you know, you're just one dice in the many of hundred of others. So, uh, you yeah, know, it's that natural <laughs> one. Yeah. <every> <laughs> But um, you know, you, you you're you. I think you're you're gonna do great. And uh, I mean, I trust me. I get that a hundred percent. I'm I'm the same way. Even that I'm doing this podcast, you know, and, and out in you know my personal life is I kind of like to be the one that hangs back hangs back a little bit. Um. So yeah, I, I completely get where you're coming from with that. Um. But you know, I guess the um one of the last questions I could ask you before I uh, you know you know let you go is um. Is there anything that you hope to accomplish now that, you know, you, you've kind of taken up the dice as the, you know, you know, the, the guy, um, or, you know, are there already things that you're, you're working on that you're just going to continue to make sure get accomplished? Um, I can answer that in three words. Don't <laughs> screw up. <laughs> but um, really expand, you know, the awareness of accessibility because just because we have access to it doesn't mean that it's accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, I really want to get that out. And that's, you know, something Jim and I have worked on mm-hmm. over the past, you know, years. So really pushing that even more, um, pushing also that, yeah, D and D and, and I do like it, um, is, is the main focus of many people right now. There, there's other games right you know yeah just because dnd may not fit you doesn't mean that there's not an an rpg out there that doesn't right you know um because i mean there's such ones as a single page rpg called adventure skeletons which my group loves to run whenever we all cannot meet mm-hmm. you know um there's the sci-fi horror there, there's tons tons of them out there yeah and i can say this because i have at least 50 in on the jump drive it's like oh i want to run that oh i want to run that one too mm-hmm. and you know but that's the that's one of my focuses is to get mm-hmm. the word out there about other ones yeah um, you know because hey it may not fit you mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. good you know that now try something else yeah yeah and people think you know sometimes you know D has become so big that they kind of think oh that's the only one but it's not no, <laughs> there's no. others there's, there's plenty of others you know it's not the only one exactly and you know try something new get do like i did whenever i decided to jump into the night you know step outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. you know look past your own particular judgment and and, and try something else mm-hmm. while a game may be super popular it may not be for you mm-hmm. you know um but again, you know, go back to my main rule. And this is not just with D&D, it's with any TTRPG and life in general. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. If you're not having fun, you need to do something else. Mm, 100% agree. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, Richard, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You are phenomenal. So please, 
I want you to leave here knowing that you were amazing. So <laughs> I appreciate you rolled, that. you rolled natural twenties, the entire podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'll be sure to copy that out and play that for my group every <laughs> Wednesday night. Uh, but um, I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, um, if you don't mind me plugging one more time, yeah, be sure please. To check out the, uh, the blind nights podcast. It's on any of your favorite podcasts platforms be sure to like share and subscribe awesome <laughs> uh yeah and if you guys would like to they are on twitter just uh you know go find them knights of the braille they have an amazing twitter presence and a community over there too um so please go follow them on social media as well i would appreciate it and i know richard would appreciate it too <laughs> oh yeah um just don't judge me on things that i uh, happen to say whenever i get upset with people yeah <laughs> But thank you, Chad, for having me. I, it, was, it was a blast. My awesome. Thank, thank you so much. Well, all right, guys, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Again, we are in season two. It's hard to believe that we have reached season two already. <sighs> Can't even believe it. It's, I mean, it's only been like, what, three, three months that the podcast has been going. It's crazy. And it's all because of you guys, all of you listeners out there across the world making it possible. So thank you. And it's also because of my amazing guests. That's also why it's possible too. We have like, of course, Richard Bennett today. So thank you guys so, so much. Hey, remember, if you have any questions that you'd like me to pass along to my guests, you can email me cmbouton, that is C as in Chad, M as in Michael, B as in boy. So C-M-B-O-U-T, O N at yahoo.com. One more time. CM Bouton, CM Bouton at yahoo.com. It's all one word. CM Bouton at yahoo.com. And please do remember if you want to follow the podcast on, on Twitter at 2200 hindsight at 20200 hindsight, all one word at 2200 hindsight. And please, I would appreciate if you could tell your family and friends about the podcast. Hindsight is 20 slash 200. We are on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support. Again, that's going to be it for today's episode. As I always say, until we meet again, please be safe, be kind to each other, to each other, and I will see you soon. Bye, guys.